Check, check, check. One, two. One, two. Is this mic on? Yes, I believe it is. <laughs> oh, you, you would think I'd have all of the tech details uh, fixed by now. But, uh, you know, we're going with the flow. That's, that's, that's my life. Story of my life. Anyway, <clears throat> welcome. Welcome, friends. Um, as always, thank you for being here. And I'm uh, just taking a few moments to take some breaths and, and drop into my belly and my heart and be present with you all as I record this episode. Um, the title of this episode is You Are More Than Your Enneagram Type. You're more than your Enneagram type. And I'm going to discuss a bit about, you know, why the Enneagram isn't just a personality profile that traps you in a box. I'm going to talk about why the Enneagram will show you the box that you're already in. And if you're willing, if you allow it, it'll um, help you become free of that box. Um, But before that, uh, a few things I wanted to have you be aware of. One, uh, I am an Enneagram coach, so if you're curious to journey through the Enneagram with me, I have um, a package available for a, a sprint, or I also have, you know, a la carte um, stuff on the menu, or we can work one on one on a you know case by case basis um on a one-time basis whatever it might be um so if you're interested um just look through the bottom of this email you can reply to this email or you can sign up um on my calendar which will also be on this email uh, to schedule a call and discovery call with me the second is i am opening up or i've opened up it's ongoing (laughs) Um, a wait list for my men's group Uh, and this is such a rich ground for men um, who are ready to be connected to one another to share deeply with one another to create um, lifelong bonds with one another to have a safe space a confidential space where we can discuss all of what we long to you know be in community with around our, our life, our relationships, our work, all of these things that we don't have safe spaces for. Um, having a, a community of that with men um, is something that I've loved to facilitate. So if you're interested in that, again, look to the bottom of this email and I'll have some details about how to sign up for the waitlist. All right, so now on on to the episode um you are more than your enneagram type um really what brought this on is this question i keep getting around your enneagram and does it change does it change and throughout the you know the history of the enneagram this has been a topic of debate amongst experts enthusiasts um and and generally 
generally, the consensus in the community is that the, the core of your Enneagram type, your home type, does not change over your lifetime. Um, so another way to think about it is you enter this world as a, as a little tiny baby human <laughs> with a, a sort of essence, right? You enter this world with this pure, innocent essence that's not, um, you know, that's not influenced by the world yet. And this essence, um, this essence begins to be forgotten um, as a function of, of our development, right? We have to develop um, core systems um, to start to be seen and heard and felt by the world. And the fundamental idea behind the Enneagram is that each person has sort of one core type that starts to um, materialize, that starts to crystallize for them um, at around probably age six to age seven. And it becomes an individual's personality, worldview, and coping mechanisms that again are, are, are necessary, right? These, the ego is necessary so that we can, um, we can survive. We can feel seen in the world. We can feel value. It becomes our value proposition to the world. And the promise of the Enneagram is that it becomes sort of a map back to our essence. Um, it's not just about our behaviors. The Enneagram also talks about our core motivations, our fears, and our desires. And through looking at these patterns, we might perhaps come back to this place of essence. And so going back to this idea that you are more than your Enneagram type, right? So what I really want people to get is... Um, yes, the first path of engaging the Enneagram is really coming home to your Enneagram type, right? It's really owning that. It's really starting to acknowledge that these hidden patterns exist within you and you've been playing them out in your life for decades, right? And that is a provoking path. It's a humbling path. It's a it's an enlightening path, right? It's not easy because now all of a sudden you you know you kind of can't escape from yourself. There aren't any more excuses because you now have this thing that's looking right back at you through the enneagram and it's it knows your racket, right? And so I get, I get why people might feel trapped and, and feel like, oh gosh, like, what is this thing? Like, you know, how dare it, you know, try to minimize me into a type. I get that. That makes sense. And that is the initial impact of it. But if, if you're willing to move past that resistance, past that discomfort, if you're willing to just work with it that's when the magic begins that's when you begin to 
um, work out of those patterns, work out of those limitations and start to choose a different way of being. And then from that different way of being, choose a different way of behaving and acting in the world, right? So some of these things that used to lead your identity won't anymore. And that's what I mean by you're more than just your Enneagram type. It starts to, you know, this path starts to give you access to the the essence of you. Um, and this this is again why the Enneagram is is so helpful because outside of that home type, you start to be exposed to these other concepts of you know what they call integration or disintegration. Right, you can think of it as um, equilibrium or entropy, right? Which is the nature of how the universe is created, right? All of us, everything, is always under entropy or equilibrium, including including human beings. And so, in the enneagram, there's a map to that as well. There's a there's a place where you go when you are in entropy, and there's a place where you go in the enneagram where you are in equilibrium. You know, for me as a type seven, I go to type one. When I'm in entropy, I get really rigid. I want things done right. I get really perfectionist, overcritical, right, about myself, and I get less playful, right? I get really attached to an outcome. And in my growth, in my equilibrium, you know, I go to the five where I can, uh, I can just commit to discipline. I can commit to. Mm, this this quietness, this stillness that uh, that's just a, a a place of inner inner wholeness, you know, inner presence that the five can model for me. But again, it doesn't mean that my core type changes, right? I still exhibit these these seven core motivations, but because I can now be aware of the pattern. Um, I start to become more than that, right? Um, there's also the wings of the Enneagram, right? For me as a seven, I have the wing eight and the wing six, right? And there's also the tri-types of the Enneagram, right? So I have a, I believe a four, seven, eight tri-type. Um, so I don't want to confuse with any of these. And honestly, like for those of you who are listening to this and are wanting to look at like what's ahead, uh, like all of those things I've mentioned, sure, look. Um, but if you are early in your um, Enneagram journey, my recommendation is that you, um, yeah, you, you honor this initial journey of um, acknowledging, admitting, you know, committing, um, being in community around your Enneagram home type, um, really being witnessed to it, by it. And then from there, then you can then you can start to to begin to work with the the dynamic nature of the enneagram and how it can show itself um, back to your back to your essence. Um, couple more things to note. Um, oftentimes, mistyping happens, right? So sometimes people believe that their type actually has changed you know it's it it can change when at one what actually is taking place is you know they've gained a deeper understanding of the enneagram 
and then there's a realization that 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 they were mistyped you know so for me i worked with the enneagram for a year and i thought i was hanging out as a as a six for a long time i thought i was chilling as a six i was sitting with the six and then um as i worked with it more i realized that no i'm not a six i'm actually a seven right and a lot of that was was my own unique journey was my was my sincere and genuine desire to allow this thing to 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 mirror itself back to me another note is life changes so um, significant life events or transitions can start to um, surface your true type you know um you might have a season in your life where you're just in survival and stress mode so you may be operating you know at this in this space in the enneagram in your disintegration space in enneagram rather than your home type Um, this happens a lot for people who have been um, historically marginalized um you know the the role of your culture your social context race ethnicity socioeconomic status gender um, sexuality all of these things that make up your identity could lead to a, a mistyping right a general mistyping um, women for example they they often mistype as a type two because you know um the society that 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 we're in sort of celebrates the type two qualities of being a helper and a giver and being there for people um so that's an example of it and um yeah so so just some things to note and and the last you know the last thing i want to end with this is is Hmm. I want to end by saying that the Enneagram, if, if you're working with it and all you're running into is sort of the ego pattern, right? Um, that's, that's definitely the beginning of the work. Identifying your ego structure, identifying how it fortified itself um, so you, you can interact um, sort of with this value prep proposition to the world uh, and and that's that's the first part of it and the invitation is m- to move beyond the ego structure and you move beyond that by first embracing and accepting and forgiving and healing your ego structure this takes um, this takes you know, mind work, this takes conceptual work, like understanding it. This takes emotional intelligence, right? This takes emotional growth, really understanding how to regulate yourself emotionally as you engage the Enneagram. And this part's really key. Emotional intelligence is key. And then allowing yourself to heal from there and, and starting to um, starting to really embody this this spiritual development of the enneagram that i uh that i mentioned uh last week through the holy ideas and the holy virtue 
Okay, my friends. Uh, that's it for me. Thank you for joining me. Um, I hope this has been helpful. It's truly, truly a pleasure to to create this Enneagram content for you. Um, I feel grateful at the opportunity that you listen. And um, if you have any questions, hit me up. You know, reply to this email. I'd love to continue to dialogue for you. Let me know where you want to go with this. I have more things in store for us. Some interviews with different types. And a breakdown of the types. So that's all coming. Um, I've been really enjoying this. So, uh, yeah, I'm going to keep it going and I'll... I'll talk to you soon with so much love. Take care. Bye-bye. Peace and blessings, my friends. See you next time. Bye-bye.